When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on the Holderness Family Podcast, we are in a glass case of emotion. said goodbye to our dog this weekend and we need to do something called retail therapy there is some preparation you are the salsa to my right taco now. you got it going on well you're the avocado to my toast people who don't think that <laughs> naked men bending over are sexy make me <laughs> sick there's no situation in which you should give the middle finger to anybody besides your husband i've got some guilt around this situation i didn't get a chance to say goodbye i gave her the middle <laughs> finger i just pooped my pants for the fourth time today <laughs> Daddy came in and said, I love you. And I said, <laughs> I've never been to Bojangles once. Everyone who was there talks like, like this. this. Let's start the show. Hello, I am Penn. And I am his wife, Kim. So we're the Holderness family. We make videos on the internets on lots of different places. Some of them are musical and fun. We do vlogs about our lives. Uh, this is a podcast. It's a little bit longer, meant to make you laugh and also think. And it's super important that you hit the subscribe button on this podcast and that you tell your friends to do so as well because it helps us keep going. Yeah, I love it um, when because you can tell like when people have subscribed because there's this like there's this like weird iTunes like front page thing and like it helps people find the podcast if a lot of people subscribe, uh-huh. which is so self serving. But it literally is like this is our favorite thing that we're doing right now and it helps us uh, for sure. So. Um, Another thing we have going on in our life, I am obsessed with health and wellness and all this stuff. And in, in an episode here, we interviewed our doctor, Dr. Harriet Hansel, about losing weight over 40. And that has been so impactful. In fact, her business, she's like booking out into June to get new appointments because so many of you have like traveled in to see her. Um, we recorded a video on our acupuncture that's going to be out next week. But I started a new YouTube channel that is just dedicated to nothing. But like I'm calling it happy and healthy-ish because we're mostly healthy, but 
sometimes yeah. I drink wine. So I have uh, I have very little to do with this channel. Yes. Well, no, but you're you're going to participate. Um so yes. uh, that is going to be on our new YouTube channel. It is going to be in a link in the description. We'd love it if you subscribe there. It's going to be longer form. We're going to have those kind of like health wellness discussions. Um you know, meal planning, weird things we're trying. Like I got a, also like a sauna blanket cuz it's to secure my anxiety and burn 600 calories. And yeah, we won't say how that ended. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's going to be on that YouTube channel. It's called Happy and Healthy-ish. And um, that'll be in the description. I've been enjoying like watching those, by the way. Oh, thanks, boo. It, no, it really, I, I would say, even if you don't want to get healthy, you can still watch it. Yeah, I did a if video you're... about how I d- have been dealing with my, you know, kind of winter blues, I think, is minimizing it to call it winter blues. But how I kind of handle like de- mm-hmm. when I get depressed and stuff like that. And, and then you got a colonoscopy and then you uh, ate some celery and it gave you diarrhea. <laughs> and that was really fun. We wrote a song about Super it. Super fun. Super. Anyway, so that's like we're ha- that's our, you know, as if we don't have 47 other things we're trying to do. Um, that's right. that. So today well, I, we're, we're recording this part of the podcast after what happened. In the podcast. In the podcast because it gets kind of heavy. And then very light. And then light. So it start. We, we, we're going to have. Uh, it's going to be all the feels today. Right. And we've we've got to kind of put a button on the story about our sweet dog. And then we're also going to talk about parent guilt. And so please stick around for all that. Uh, before we do that, we just want to really quickly thank our sponsors at Care of. Uh, they take care of us. So please uh, support them. And so Care Of is this monthly subscription vitamin service. They have completely personalized vitamin supplement packs. And as I said, I'm obsessed with health and wellness. And I have to say, it's it's spring. Like, you know, you're just trying to get into a healthy routine. I think that these, this vitamin pack that I've been using, I don't know, it's like really, it's really helped. So it's really easy and convenient. You go online and you take like a lifestyle quiz basically and you set like diet and health goals and it takes like five minutes. Then they they come up with like your own personalized vitamin and supplement pack recommendations because it's kind of hard to know exactly what you should be taking and everything's like scientifically backed and they have all the research that they give you and they deliver it to your doorstep. And a portion of every sale goes to the Good Plus Foundation, which provides the expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. They're all vegan and vegetarian. I've really, really in- enjoyed it. So for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com. And then when you check out, enter promo code Holderness, H-O-L-D-E-R-N-E-S-S. Again, that's 50% off your personalized care of vitamins. Go to Take Care Of, enter promo code Holderness, and you get 50% off your first month. And we'll put that in the description as well. But Care Of has been has been awesome to us. So, and that goes into our whole like health and wellness. Happy and, and healthy. Happy and healthy. Wellness and just trying to, we're trying to do better. Yes. We're trying to do gooder. And trying to do gooder. Again, we um, recorded this first part that you're hearing now after we took a significant break. <laughs> there is going to be some, it's going to be a little heavy. So if you're, I know a lot of you people, you, on, you people on, on treadmills. Treadmill. We hear a lot of people either commuting into work or on a treadmill. So the first part does get a little heavy where we talk about our sweet dog. But I promise we'll have you laughing, Karen. Because Karen, I know you're on a treadmill right now. Just, you know, Karen. So hang the, in there. Karen's the imaginary person that Kim envisions. What does Karen look like? Karen's very in shape. Yeah. And I feel like Karen makes like bento boxes for her kids for, kids yeah. for lunch. And they look perfect. Yeah. And we're talking okay. about mommy guilt. So you're so. jealous of Karen. You don't really like Karen. I like Karen. Karen's a little too perfect. Karen has opinions about how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, yeah. So we, this is that we imagine kind of our target audience and it's Karen. 
Yeah. Um, okay, Karen. No, it's not Target. That's not our Target audience. I know. We love okay. you guys. Just stay on the treadmill and just maybe, you know, make it through there, Karen. Okay. Okay. Go. On to the show. All right. It is a kind of a gloomy Monday morning at the Holderness household. It's cloudy outside, and uh, it's the first time I've been able to look at my wife's pretty face. <laughs> Uh, by pretty, he means I have not a stitch of makeup on. Yeah, but I think no, you could don't, like don't don't go down that road. People uh, are are going to be irritated because you look very good with no makeup on. Um, that, so. I'm glad you think that this is going worth, on. Yeah. You got it going on. Anyway, I want to let you guys in a little bit on how we do these podcasts. There is some preparation. Mm-hmm. We say, hey, what are, what are we going to talk about? What's the theme? How, how are we going to do it? And so. Kim has uh, always most of the, all of the ideas. Let's just say all. Oh, let's just say all. And and then I don't know if you've noticed, and she's very organized, and then I just kind of jump in and, and make stupid comments. You are the salsa to my right. taco. That's. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that sexual? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. Move no. on. Move on. Move, move on. on. There's kids that listen to this. Yeah, this exact, is not what. Exact. Why did you? I, well, why the, do you looked weird when I said that? No, I. Well, You're the avocado to my toast. I mean, anything, it's very vegan. Any, anything you say, I'm sure someone could turn it into a weird, inappropriate fetish. But <laughs> so we have this we have this planning. Right. And so today's plan, we're going to talk about mommy guilt, parent guilt, those moments when you thought, oh, our kids are going to need therapy for this. Super going to have therapy a, a little bit later. And here's the thing. We're going to talk about it. But every emotion in our lives and every, everything I'm looking at right now in this house and everything I'm thinking about is going to be dominated by the fact that we said goodbye to our dog this weekend. And I, I just want to get that out there because there's no way we're going to get through any podcast without talking about it. And if we do, it's going to be fake. And I don't want to be fake. Yeah. So, so you guys were like... So kind. We did an episode like a couple of weeks ago <laughs> that we explained the trouble we'd been having. And so, and, um, and I think we received no fewer than a thousand email and, and messages from people who had walked this path and had done this. Um, and so, for those of you who did not hear, just backing it up. Um, I can help with this if you want. I- our sweet puppy, Ruby, we rescued her. She's about four months old. We rescued her on a Friday. We started training like that weekend. We had somebody come over. So, she's a perfectly obedient dog, but had kind of, um, I, I'm going to, in the mommy guilt way, um, on the topic of mommy guilt, I, I find ways to make it my fault. I think we work from home, and she kind of became my shadow. And therefore, anybody who came into the house, she was very protective of me. And so we worked with many trainers and we had like we had a um, a way to deal with new people coming in the house. We had very, you know, boundaries, but as typical home with children and open doors and this and that. So there were there were cases where people walked in and she just she got aggressive. So on three different occasions, she um, bit people. And lastly was my sweet niece, who's 22 years old. So she's an adult, but still, um, it was it was it was one of those situations where the trainers who have worked with Ruby, like they couldn't understand it because when she's around other dogs and she's around like really confident people, she's she's a perfect perfect dog. 
So it became apparent to us that Ruby needed to be in a, we had her for two years and she's our family's obsession, but she needed to be in a home with another well-behaved dog and that if we brought in another dog, it wouldn't necessarily work because then she would be training that dog to have her ways. Like It's like, this is her house. But guys, and you guys sent a lot of suggestions. We tried everything. Um, there was one trainer was like, you have given her too much space. Keep her in a crate in your garage. And I'm like, what? We had everywhere we went, we had suggestions. And I tried to go to the bank to get a new card. Yeah. And the guy was like, I am super into rehabbing dogs. Yeah. And I was like, I thank you. And I the just... rehab, the suggestion from him is like, let her live with me for six months. But like that, but that's the thing is that like we did send her away for some training for like three weeks and she was perfect. And then she comes. So it was like we were the trigger. This house was the trigger. Um, and by the way, I have a, a sweet friend named Andy who was like, she lives in Houston. She was like, I'll fly my trainer there. And I'm like, and we are another friend. This is it, getting, that, that, that would have been the most bougie dog situation. But she, ever but done. she's like, but I, what a great heart. I like, know. She's like, she I has. like dogs more than I like people. Let me do this. And I'm and, um yeah. And she offered just like, let's get her. In. So anyway, anyway, so I'm just putting that up because I think people were sending a lot of suggestions and just know that we tried everything and know that we, out of, pure love for ruby knowing that if she hurt somebody again um that would be the end of ruby and so in a um we worked with our rescue which we where we adopted her and a wonderful angel of a human being um wanted to adopt her and this woman is lives like 10 minutes from here and she's single she has another well-behaved dog and she's a great dog owner, and she knows Ruby's history. She knows all about Ruby, and she wanted to take that on. And um, it was literally the like, like packing her up and um, packing up all her toys and all that stuff was the, like the hardest thing. Like one of one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And you had to do it by yourself. Well, the timing of it was not ideal. It, it was awful timing. And and <laughs> I almost pulled the, the, the ripcord on uh, on this trip. I, I have had a trip planned for seven months. And it happened, this confluence of events and this angel that you mentioned, um, it kind of needed to happen quickly. It, it's It's been needing to happen as quickly as possible. That's well, been... and it wasn't your fault. Like, you didn't realize it was... Ha- well, so of course I didn't she, realize. So this sweet angel of a human being wanted to meet Ruby first, obviously, and, like, get Ruby to meet her dog. And so that happened on... You were already out of town when that happened. Right. And then, and then she said, you know, because she works, you know, Monday through Friday. So it'd be great to have Ruby on a weekend to do that, like, kind of introduction. So she's like, okay, Saturday. And I'm not going to say, oh, wait, like one more week. You know, she'd already waited, you know, long enough. So I kind of felt like I needed to just do it. And, um, And I wanted to make it like a happy thing for her. And I wanted to accommodate that for her. Um, So... We did it, and I gave the kids, you know, the option. I said, hey, I said, listen, you can, um, let's say goodbye. Do you, We had our tra- dog trainer come over and load up all the stuff because I just didn't think I could actually, like, physically hand the leash over. I said, when he comes over, do you want to, um, 
and be here and help take stuff out of the car? Do you want to go upstairs and like watch a movie and just say goodbye? And and I, I respect either decision because there's no wrong answer. And so Pin Charles said, I want to say goodbye. And then I want to go upstairs. I was like, awesome. And then Lola's like, no, I want to walk her out. And I was like, dang, girl. <laughs> and um, and we did. And we like did not hold it together. <laughs> and um, we both got a little sad. And then we just, I just got, I was like, you know, you know what? this needs honey I was like you know what we need to do is just get out of the house and we need to do something called retail therapy and she said what's retail therapy I was like oh it's not healthy and it is not good for you but it's what mommy does when she's sad <laughs> and so we went to a toy store and like pick out some stuff that you don't need and and they both picked out like she literally got like a little purse and then pin charles got this like little throwing balls game that he does not need and then we went to target and we went to starbucks and we went like we just we bought things we didn't need and we spent money we don't necessarily have <laughs> but it kept them distracted and it ended and then and we both and we just all had this conversation of like this is the very best thing for our dog and um and this sweet woman who adopted ruby sent at like perfect timing we were getting a little sad she sent the sweetest pic to me of like ruby was smiling and she was petting her head and i was like ruby is already over us <laughs> she probably would walk past us in the street and be like uh those people look nice <laughs> yeah so um She's not like walking through every room of the house, like expecting to hear a dog and like breaking down in the corner of the uh, room like we are. She's just like, oh, new person. New person. Better situation. Better. New, new dog. Yeah. You give me a lot more. Yeah. So um, I. That's, that's what dogs are like, I know. though. You know, I, they're, that's what makes them great. I know. And I, I, I know that there's 0% of Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> like that is like oh where's that tall guy like er, you know where's that lady that makes too much coffee so um it is um and it is an answer to a prayer right so here's and i know a lot of people who listen to this podcast know the situation but ruby was probably going to have to be put down if she stayed in this house much longer every time we had a new trainer and had a new and, and were steadfast about enforcing the rules. Things seemed like they were better, and then something happened. And each time it happened, it got closer to the wow. We have to make a major decision about this dog. Uh, and then when we came to the realization, like we we are in very very deep, we talked to everybody, including um, the adoption group that they have had. I mean, they have had situations like this before, and they will advise someone if like, look, this is a hopeless situation. You have to put this dog down. Yeah, And, uh, you know, we were kind of bracing for that news. And this was, I don't want to say a last ditch effort, but it was it was really the best shot at keeping our dog alive. And just knowing that um, she's gonna, she's going to thrive in a situation where I think Ruby's an introvert and she needed to not be around so many people. And we have people around us in and out of our house yeah. all the time. Do, do you feel like she would still be with us if I worked at like Bank of America? And like I was think eight if, to five, and you worked at. I think if she, I I think she would have. So that was like a common theme of like she needs to have more clear boundaries. She probably does need to be in a crate longer. Just she, by the way, she loves her crate. Like it's a safe place for her, so it's not a punishment thing. Like she, 
she needs to have – our backyard was too big was one of the things that like we need – you should make a smaller fenced-in area because it's too much space for her. Like So there was a lot of things that I think she's going to thrive in a new situation. Right. Um, and be, it's going to be one of those things where they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this dog ever had problems. So, um, or at least I pray that. And, um, right. and, and so here's on, on the theme, you know, we had kind of pre-planned to talk about mommy guilt and then this all happened, but I did feel, I think guilt is such a wasted emotion and it, I have really advanced in my processing of this because i think that there's something within women i don't know that i maybe may i don't know if men go through this too but women in turn like i felt i felt true guilt over my inability to take care of our dog and then i was looking at our kids as they were having breakdowns i'm like i'm messing up with their lives but i was like you know what this is the lesson here guys that I can't feel I cannot feel guilty about this because I can't carry that as well. But that if you're in a situation in your life where there's pain being caused, like extreme pain, in this case, like there was like literal pain, but there was extreme pain being caused, you have to get out of that situation. If you're in a relationship where it is not working and there's such tension and there's such like nervousness and there's such like you have to get out of that situation. Oh, excuse me. That was our computer making a noise, if you heard that. I don't know if anybody else heard it. Okay. They, they could, okay. The computer made like a, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it, it was just the calendar coming up of all the tests that Lola has. So oh my great. Anyway, I so I, I mean, that was a ding, right? That's not me. It's not me either. It's the, it's just move, keep, oh move, keep moving. You're doing, great. You're doing great. No. And I, I mean, not to say every time there's tension in somebody's life, you should like exit a relationship. But if there's like pain, being caused like that if somebody's hurting you you leave right and, and, I, and i think that most people with common sense looking at our family or that story would say of course that makes sense but there are also people who um will have other things to say oh, there was there was i would say we had a thousand emails or messages and there were probably five saying I don't know how you could ever make that decision. You should just go, go buy, go move to the farm. Go, go, like literally, you because we live in an area where people yeah, are like, like change your life, to change make your this life work. to make this work. And I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know if that would have worked. I mean, I no, don't it, know. I think that no, Ruby would thrive on a farm and with goats and we, stuff. But like with that. us, no, with, with us, no, we can't do that. That's what I mean. That, no. So they said, you guys go change your lives, go move to a yeah. farm. I think that the dynamic was set, and no matter what we did or tried to do. Ruby thought that her role in our family was guard dog. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think that would have happened in but, a and farm. The, so that would have happened on the surface of the moon. I think it would have happened anywhere. Yeah. I mean, um, we certainly tried everything we could to to uh, to change that, but her loyalty and her love of this family, I think, is, was so dang strong. I don't think that that was ever going to change. And as I'm saying that, as, as I'm saying... I don't know that there's anything we could have do that we could have done. Mm-hmm. I like I've got some guilt too. Some I've got some guilt around this situation, uh, especially as the dad who is traditionally the alpha male in a pet relationship. I don't think I have an alpha bone in my body. <laughs> so no, like I, I like it, it's funny, but it's also you know was I not a strong enough 
Did I not stand with my hands on my hips over and you definitely did people? Not. Oh, well, thanks, honey. <laughs> well, I, I, I followed all the cues from the trainers. Yeah, we you did. But I don't know that I'm you're not senior alpha dog, and I didn't know that I was going to have to be. And I don't think every dog needs that. Yeah, but she needed that. Right, and so. then it, it ended up being you. Yes, I became. Well, I'm the one who did like because I wake up first, so I did like the feeding and. She and I did like we walked every day. And so it's one of those things where I became the I and then yeah, like she was my little shadow. So yeah. because I, I mean I think the person who feeds you and walks you just becomes like your person. Right. So And I did that, but in a lesser percentage. Yes. Lesser percentage. Like yeah. when it was cold. <laughs> I think like yeah, I think one out of twenty walks. No, come on. That's yeah. not true. That's eh, true. Let's go one out of ten. Eh. At, at any rate, at, like as you heard from this story, uh, my family experienced all of this uh, and said goodbye. And I left for a vacation in southern Colorado, which is harder to get to than Europe, and was kind of stranded and could not find a way to get back earlier. And so I went from having a dog to getting home and not having a dog. Like there's a plant where Ruby used to lay down. And I'm not sure if that's like a memorial plant or <laughs> It's not. No, it was what? part of retail therapy. I went to Target okay. and I bought like a big banana tree fake plant. Right. I, I, lit, I have driver Prius. And the kids were like, how are you going to get that home? I'm like, I don't know, guys. This is retail therapy. Yeah. But it's like right where Ruby used to lay down. And I got home really late last night and – um. It you know and there you I, you hear these noises in the house that I always thought were dog barks and it just turns out it's like people dropping stuff or <laughs> or like the washer moving around or something but it was it was tough coming home and while I was there when the moment happened when Ruby had to go from one home to the other home that said that's a decisive moment. I knew what time it was during the day. And full disclosure, I was on a skiing trip with my friends, which, um, and I was on a very easy slope. And I, I felt like someone shot me in the heart. Mm -hmm. I felt like I took a, or stabbed me in the heart. I knew the moment it happened. And we'll have to put the, the photo up somewhere. I had to lie down um, in the middle of this like snow drift off to the side. And I was, if you guys know me, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I kind of do things that are uh, not subtle. And so I have this pink and yellow bright neon ski suit on. And I was lying. And people were walking by asking if I was okay. I was lying on the side of the hill. I called Kim up. And I I don't think I've cried like that. Have yeah. you ever? I don't I don't know that I've ever no, cried like that. I've never like heard that. you cry like that. Um, As soon as I knew that it was over. And I think I was trying to hold it in because I had guilt for not being a good alpha dad i had guilt for not being there i had guilt for screwing this whole thing up but on top of all that i, I i'm gonna miss this i'm gonna miss this girl mm -hmm. you know she's i've got three girls she's one of my girls and i didn't get a chance to say goodbye and i the pictures are nice and i'd mm -hmm. love to see the pictures and i also knew that it had to happen mm -hmm. because we're saving her life but man that was hard yeah that was not ideal. <laughs> um, I think that 
uh, we get messages that a lot of people listen to this podcast like on a treadmill. And at this point, and they, they do it because it's stopped. funny. At this yeah. point, they've gotten off the treadmill. Yeah. And they're angry at us. Yeah. And so, they, their workout has been completely derailed. Their, their workout has been derailed. But we I, needed to talk about this. We needed to talk about this. I do think we actually, like as it pertains to guilt and mommy guilt, I think we can segue a little bit. Yeah, so get so, back on the treadmill. Get back on the... Karen, get back on the treadmill. Yeah, get back on the treadmill. I want you in a full-out, um, like a push pace, you know what I mean? Like over your comfortable jog, just like a push pace for like a minute or two. Um, so as we talked, like, you know, about how we, I kind of framed this to our kids, and they know, like, you know, they had a friend, they had friends over last night, and they, we, we'd kind of stopped doing that after this most recent incident because I didn't want to give an opportunity to for you know dog. so they know there are benefits for this like kind of new lifestyle um but i wanted to tell like another story of where so first of all so we do get asked like are you afraid you're going to screw up your kids or are you afraid you're screwing up your kids and i think the answer is always yes and and, and nothing else just yes yes we don't say yes but it's yes yes of course of course we're afraid we're screwing up your kids but i can't feel guilty about it and i tell I mean, just this is life in general, not just like our dog conversation. But if you're a parent and you're not worried about what you're doing to your kids, then I don't, I, I am also jealous of you. But I don't feel guilty. And what I tell my kids, I'm like, listen, we have savings accounts for you. Like with these videos we make, you know, if there's like a brand endorsement thing and you're participating, like they have savings accounts that are pretty healthy. I'm like, you can use that for you know, a down payment on a house eventually by the time they're of that age. You can use that how you want to, or you can use it for therapy because you will probably need therapy. But <laughs> will you tell your therapist, we tried our absolute best? And so when we're, when we're like, we have these conversations a lot, and I admit, like, hey guys, I did not handle that well. And I apologize. Tell your therapist that your mom did the best she could with the tools and resources she had. And they kind of roll their eyes, but it's true. And I think their kids like, and I have, I have, there are moments where I didn't, I screwed up and I had to apologize to my kids. Like the time. <laughs> which one are we doing first? Like which one, which one? And I think, I, I, have I told this story before? So. Um, Is this Settlers of Catan? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, have we told this story I, before? No, I don't think so. But let me set the table for you here because Settlers of Catan is a great, exercise in putting down cell phones in looking each other in the eye of learning something new yeah it is also super super catty right like it's it there's no way to play that game without hurting somebody's feelings because it's all because basically you will rule this land and become the greatest you will survive if you either gang up on one person or are just mean to anybody besides yourself. Okay. You and win by being mean to others. Well, it's, it's gameplay. It's strategy. Yes. Well, let me... They learned... I, I feel like we've told this before, but um, we... The kids in Penn learned to play. We went on a beach trip with them, you know, a, another family. We're all in this little house. And so the kids and, and the dads and the kids all played Settlers of Catan while Josette, my friend and I, were do, like cooking the dinner and then cleaning up, serving the dinner and cleaning up the dinner. So I didn't, I never learned how to play. And so finally I was like, you know what? They, and so we came home, we ordered our game and then the, you guys were playing at the kitchen table. And one day I was like, I'm sick of doing dishes and cleaning up. This is, you guys are going to deal with this. I'm going to learn how to play Settlers of Catan. And I sat down and I forced myself into the game 
and I was feeling really proud of myself. But there's a lot of like really annoying little rules that like you you They're don't not... know unless <laughs> which you've rule played... do you find annoying? Because I'm going to defend Settlers of Catan. I love their no no. It's not annoying, but like there's rules that like you don't know unless you sit there and read the guidebook and play 27 times. You, so, have a, you have a lot of trouble with having to be two spaces away to build a city. It's so annoying. You still hate I think that. It's, it's so annoying. <laughs> um, so my daughter was kind of mocking me for not knowing the rules. And she's like, you didn't know that you can turn four resources in for one trade, whatever. And by accident, guys. It was not by accident. It was a reflex. <laughs> I gave her the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the I love you finger. Um, I don't typically show it in front of my children. Um, <laughs> I usually save it for my husband in times. And, and it's and I get it was more out of it wasn't to be mean. It was more like a like you would do to a girlfriend like, OK, whatever, Karen. And right. uh, and then Lola immediately starts crying. <laughs> And you know why? It wasn't because you gave her the middle finger. It was because, oh, she's not seeing me as mommy's little girl anymore. She's no. She's seeing me. No, no. I was mean to her, which is why I, she started crying. I, I think it's deeper than that. <laughs> Maybe it's not. No, I was mean to her. L- Lola gets really sad when we do something to her and treat her as if she is uh, a peer instead of her daughter because it means that she's growing up and she wants to be our daughter. So that's yeah. like, like you said, you did it in a funny way like you would do to a friend. And you and Lola are going to become like, you're going to get to that level at some point where you're just going to But I, I'm, I'm fine with being her mom. It was right. in a, no, but here's the thing. It was inappropriate. Yeah, why am I defending this? Don't, no, don't okay, defend it. never mind. It was inappropriate. And there is no situation in which you should give the middle finger to anybody besides your husband. And sometimes- Wait a minute. <laughs> what, you know what? Well, the, what's that caveat You know, about? my mom taught me. She, my mom, by the way, is a church-going lady. Is she a big middle finger giver? I didn't know that about Peggy. But you know what she does? <laughs> she taught me as a, like, not a child, but like, she's like, this is what you do. You put your, like, if you're in a situation, you put your finger, you put your hands in your pockets, and then you give the middle finger in your pockets, and it's like your little secret. So and, she uh, does that? Yes. Has she done that to me before? Never. Are you sure? Yes. Can we call her? No, but, so I, I was going through, like, a tough situation with some, like, catty girls in college. She's like, oh, this is what you do when you talk to them. And so I could, like, have this little joke. In my, it was like my own little joke. I had my hands in my back pockets and I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what, so that's what we call it. The I love you finger. So I should not have done it. So I immediately gave her a hug. I apologize. I'm like, listen, honey, I am so sorry. There's no defending this. I am so sorry. I felt a little trapped and I felt like I was being mocked. That's not an excuse. Will you tell your therapist, <laughs> please, that your mom was having a moment? And and then I started to feel really guilty. And then I was like, you know what? I need to get over this too. And I, I need to, like I've done, I do a thousand out of the way, like kind things for my children every single day. The fact that like they don't – I enjoy making their breakfast. I enjoy making their lunch. But the fact that she's 12 and doesn't do either of those things, like I – like I – there's a lot of things I give. But now I've given her a complex about um, how her mother treats her. Well, you've also set a really good example. I think it's it's very difficult and I would I would guess very rare that parents apologize to their kids. And anytime I hear a story about that – I'm inspired, yeah. right? I, I, our friend uh, Jen, um, who is our snooty neighbor. In our videos, yeah. In our videos. And she posts all the time on Facebook and her posts are fantastic. And one of them was, 
she she just said she, she just walked up to her daughter and said, "Hey, I just don't think I was a very good parent to you today. I don't think I did a very good job of parenting today." And that was what she said at the end of the day. And who knows what she did, but to, and, to be self aware enough to yeah. be like, you know what, guys, I don't always know the answer. I'm pretty sure the answer is not giving them the middle finger, but I don't always know the answer. Sometimes I act out. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even care to know that story when I saw the post, but it was just like, wow, I bet you that kid will always remember that. And maybe when they become a parent, they will find ways to at least admit when they sometimes make mistakes because yeah. kids are generally very forgiving about it. They're more forgiving than we are. Kids are very, very resilient. And, and something else I don't feel guilty about is taking trips without them. I, I, you and I have just because we work together. People have that guilt. Maybe we had that. You know what? I think we had more of it when they were younger. I think we did. Like, no, no, I've evolved for sure. Because I remember um, one of my best friends got married in um, Greece, and Lola was like six months old, and I had a breast pump, and I crossed an ocean to be there because I, I, I really wanted to be there. I felt I had so much. Oh my breast milk in the freezer. (laughs) No, I had to dump a lot too. But like, I felt so guilty. Ask Lola, who was six months old. I'm like, uh, d- did you know mommy went to Greece? And she's like, I mean, no, of course she didn't. Like right. that is the time. And, and I, dear diary, dear diary, mommy's still gone. <laughs> I'm six month old, and I, just I write my amazingly. Pants. Yeah, <laughs> I just pooped my pants for the fourth time today. Who's going to change it? Oh, one of the 27 other people that are here to take care of me. My daddy came in and said, "I love you," and I said. <laughs> And I spit all over myself. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be a six-month-old diary. I know. So, but I have to say, I, I have, I have, inc- I have evolved <laughs> on this. And he just, by the way, Penn just drooled all over his shirt. That's commitment. That, That's that commitment. I'm covered in my own spit now. Um, I have to say, so I don't. We don't feel guilty over, um, over taking trips without them because I think it's important that kids learn and have another adult in their life they can depend on. Um, I don't feel guilty for being late or missing games. Um, we, I go to a majority of their games, but there are a lot of them. You know, like Lola made the tennis team, Lola made the basketball team, and they literally play three times a week. God, are you so annoying when your kids make sports teams? Stop it. God. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, seriously, there yeah, are no, no, so no, many of are, them. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can't go to all. I mean, I we would not be able to pay a mortgage and they're all at four o'clock who can go to a game at four o'clock so um we do we did the answer, make the most answer of is us and we went and, we made and most we kept, of them yeah but then but i have to say but then you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to get work done to catch up with it yeah and so there were times like we didn't or i was late or what and and guess what she didn't care you know what i mean like i i think that it's it. She's gonna be. It, it's. I have. I have definitely evolved, and I wish I could give advice on how to get there. Except to like reframe it as when we leave town, we either we have this babysitter who I will never give you guys her number because she's so amazing, and she <laughs> she's just a better. She she doesn't have kids of her own. She's a school teacher, and she knows all about like the fun kid things to do in town. She takes them places we would never take them. Right. Like they in the fall they go to like this big huge pumpkin patch and a maze and a Dude, corn she thing. Drove, she drove Penn Charles to the zoo. She took him to a zoo. And he, and I didn't like, know that there was a zoo here. There's like it's like an hour and a half I, away. That's why I don't know about it. And she was sending me pictures of him. I'm like, guys, this is I'm like, 
and I'm not even going to tell you her name just in case you try to look her Isn't up. Isn't it funny how, how particularly, I don't, I don't want to go across genders, but it seems to be a mom thing where if you have a sitter that you really like. I will never tell you. That, and if someone I will like, cut you if right, you try to take it. But no, there have been, I think there have been rifts between women because they have asked oh, I know. for uh, a sitter's number and the, the woman has been like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And then the other woman's like, oh, okay, no, that's fine. We, and then they walk away and they tell their friends and like, oh my gosh, what a bee. And, like it, it turns into no, a thing. We, we, no, we had a situation where a, a, a friend did share a sitter, and it's a thing with with. She's like, "Oh, here's my sitter's number," and then that friend like basically used her all the time, so she wasn't available to the first friend. And I have uh, I, I have a friend who's going through a lot and needs some like um, she need she needs like some you know her husband just recently passed away, so she does need like a. And you gave her I her gave number. Her, her number because that, I was like, I'm not mad. I'm shocked. Well, like this is what a true friend. And I told her, I'm like, listen, this is this is how much I love you. <laughs> that I'm. Did that, she understand? I mean, I mean, I know her. She's pretty chill, and and you need to let her know how <laughs> awesome you are. For this. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You have to be like, listen. I know normally when this kind of transaction happens, the other person says. <laughs> Thank I know you. how much this means to you, but in this case, I need you to know how much this means to me. <laughs> no, okay? but that, that, is, that is a real thing. But so here's my thing. If we leave town, if we go somewhere, I know that my kids are having a better time without me. Yeah. And so I can't, I think initially I was like, oh, but we didn't, no, your kids are probably having more fun without you. But even if they're not, Mm-hmm. Let's go back to let's go back to the okay. What are they going to write in their diary? They don't have a diary. Like what? Are, <laughs> no, but and I will say we um, there was a Lola did like one of these like camps one time, and I would always get there early. Like this is when she was like four to like go watch, and it was a gymnastics camp or something. She, I mean, she well, those are cute. That's and she, I mean, she was not capable of stuff. So she was swinging and she was doing a great job, and then she spotted me, and then she stopped. Because I think she she was like really? swinging from this really high bar, yeah. And then she saw me and she stopped. I think she got maybe I made her self conscious. Maybe she and and then literally a dad sitting next to me said, "He goes, your kids will like yours, not just like my kids, like all kids. There's a lot they won't do if you're watching. They think like maybe they're gonna get and and so they'll and if you are having if you're monitoring every experience, they're not gonna take a lot of chances. Wow. I was like that is. Great advice. Tip of the cap from the guy who was there watching his kid. I think he was picking up a kid. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. But this, because I was like, oh my God, she, she was rocking it. She totally stopped. He's like, you know what? A lot of kids. And I was like, you know, these, they need to have these experiences. And um, I've been able to reframe even the middle finger as like, let's, let's see what we can learn from this. And um, because I don't have room in my crowded head, in my brain for guilt. Like I cannot feel guilty over I of course if I do something wrong I re- I have regret over doing that but I know that it has taught her like we can have this conversation of like I'm trying the best and I screwed up like and she needs to know that when she screws up she can that that's how she should behave and again when you do screw up maybe even have a conversation with your kid about it I, I mean I I think you can do that at an early, at an early age it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. When you're, you know, a teenager or whatever, if you if you feel like you did something wrong, why not just say, "Hey, sorry, my bad." And also, can I ask you a question? Have you, because you were a very involved dad, you quit your job basically so that you could be around. Yeah, they're sick of me by now. Kids so much. Do you ever have any sort of guilt? 
parent guilt? Um, I had more of it before I quit my job. I had guilt when, uh, when th- there was a period. Well, the first six months, I had a very um, nice company that disliked my work enough to pay me not to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, the first six months of Lola's life, he was the. I'll just he was say it. I'll the, say it. Yeah, most it's primary fine. caretaker. It, yeah, it was. So I was working for ESPN. Yeah, uh, it was ABC Sports. It turned into ESPN and ABC Sports. They wanted Penn. They wanted Penn. They wanted me. Just they like, wanted Jazz. What's up? It's me. Yeah, they wanted like weird poems and just like non traditional. He was sports. a video essayist. Yeah. And so then it was literally when you got that job, we were newlyweds. Yeah. We came back from our honeymoon. ABC Sports offered him a job as a literally pen, go to sporting events and find weird stories. Go to the Indy 500. Go to the World Series. It was your dream job. It was my dream job. I remember we were in our little New York City apartment jumping up and down like, Oh my God, dreams have come true. Right. That happened quickly. Yeah. And then 42 seconds later. Well, it was really quick. So ABC Sports, and it's smart. They ceased to exist because ESPN, the people who were working there, um, had a lot more reps. You know, ESPN had four or five channels, 24 hours a day, and their talent and their producers, they, they were doing more of it and they were better at it. And so they were like, why are we getting these ABC sports people to do these events when we can't use our own ESPN people who were paying less, by the way. Um, <laughs> paying a lot less. And 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 just do this. And the, the culture over there at the time was, it was very cookie cutter. So everybody, everyone who was there talked Talks like, like this. this. And they talked about statistics and they talked about this and that. And, um, and so I, I I got moved into that world and I sucked at that. <laughs> I am I am not a let's go to the videotape kind of guy. And you're I'm, like, what do I do with my hands? Aren't shouldn't I be doing sparkle yeah, fingers? That was a horrible fit. It was so funny. It's the same company, and I went from being a, a what I thought was a really good fit to being a terrible fit to the point that like I had this contract where they they were paying me either way, and all they had to do was call me, and I would show up and do stuff, and they didn't call me for a year. I know that was very that was it very sucked sad. like that part like that part sucked but I got to spend a ton of time with Lola and became the Manny or whatever you want to call the term. I don't even term. call it the Manny because you were the dad. I was you know the primary I mean? I wanna, caretaker yeah. for Lola and we still I believe the reason why we're so close is partially because I got to imprint on her. Like, don't humans imprint, or is that just monk? Like, is that dogs or like? Oh, oh my gosh! Can you tell the story about how she was like a year old? And you'd spilled a bottle on your pants or something, and or oh my god! Was well, so speaking of guilt. <laughs> All right, so this is why she may never like. I bring it up. I'm like, do you she'll like never boys? be attracted to a man? <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, she's like, no, I don't like boys. <laughs> All right. No, no, but what? You know what? That's something that you're born with, not something that happens. Absolutely, of, you're totally. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna not, throw that in there. No, absolutely, 100. percent You're born that way, but this may have scarred her. This actually. This may have turned her into a lesbian. Um, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> all right. So, but no. it, I, it would turn me, maybe. <laughs> well, I'm glad you weren't there. I uh, I told you the story. Lola did not tell you the story. Lola. She was like a year old. All right. So, no guilt being home. Guilt once I became a news anchor and had to work very long hours in very weird hours and didn't see my kids enough. Very little guilt in the last five years now that I'm able to spend some time with them. I, I am very, I still feel very guilty that when my daughter was, what was she, like six months old, she wasn't even walking yet. She was just toddling around and crawling no, around. No, she was like a year old because we she? were here. Okay, sorry. She was a year old. Lola was a year old and I 
um, I have guilt that I didn't close the door to my bedroom when I was getting changed. So, look. No, no. I, this is this is what happened. What do you mean? I was there. No, 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 no. Because did I forget this story? No, you. She had spilt like a cup of milk, like her sippy cup of milk. And oh, that's right. And it, that's right. And it spilled all over your lap. And it spilled all over the carpet. That's right. So she's like, okay. okay. And then you took off your pants. That's, I don't think that's. No, you took off your pants. Was that what happened? Okay. Okay. So she spilled, she threw up all over me or something happened. And so I had to take my pants off and, and, but I went into the other room to do it. I didn't do it in front of her. (laughs) I went into the other room. And so when God, like, look, men are not, there are angles of men I'm sure that women find attractive like you take your you know you take your shirt off and get your jeans on you're kind of like flexing a little bit and you're standing straight up <laughs> and uh and those are those are good angles um th- so when you lean over bend when, over when you bend over the view from behind is not um your best angle one's best angle and we're aware of that not you're not one's yeah. best angle I, I, like we should go to like one of those adult stores and see if there are any like playgirls where the front page is a guy <laughs> leaning over to pick up a, a bottle I, I doubt that that's a picture <laughs> anywhere unless you've got the weird fetish and i'm sure you do and if you do i'm sorry but we've offended people with a guy but yeah People who don't think that naked men bending over are sexy make me sick. Like, that's like, we're going to get a comment like that. All right. All right. I think everyone gets the picture. I did not have any pants on. I didn't have a shirt on. I had to take everything off because she puked and, and like, did spit all, all over everything. And look, I have very low standards. I'll wear a lot of smut on my body before I have to take it off. So I go over to the other room and I take it off and I hear this, I hear like Lola, she, she, when she walks, you can like hear her cheeks. She like walks over and I don't know she's there. I'm bending over and all I hear, (laughs) all I hear is, she's like, so excited. She saw her dad, but then she saw her dad, the back of her dad, naked, bending over to pick up his clothes to take him into the next room and so for some reason when i told kim that story she laughed for an hour and a half and we needed laughter at that time oh my gosh that was so funny but i do like so ever since then anytime i've ever bent over (laughs) ever you've curtsied (laughs) no i've locked every door in the house like I'll go downstairs and lock, all, like just in case, like my brother comes in, I'll lock every door around me. Let me also say that I've been married to you for. You've never seen that. I've and nor do I need. Do to. you know why? Why? It's not an attractive look. Yeah, there are some things that should remain like that. Should be your special. <laughs> I didn't even know she could make that noise. I don't think she knew she could make that noise. That was her first moment of disgust. <laughs> yes. In we her life. Nailed it. That was it. Nailed it, honey. And now that she's a teenager, there's plenty more. Oh, there's so she's so disgusted by everything. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, by the way, the, and something else I don't feel guilty over is like how I feed my children. My niece was over this weekend. So our goal, and this is gonna like make everybody who's on a treadmill right now roll your eyes. She's twenty two and her goal, she just moved here and was to, we were trying to get her over a hundred pounds. 
Like right. we're trying, we're literally, she's like, oh my gosh, I weigh 104 now. I'm like, high five. Like literally you cannot feed her enough yeah. biscuits. This isn't a silence of the lambs thing. We're not trying to make a human suit out of her. We, we but just, she needs, she, she needs to gain some weight. And she's trying. Yeah. So it's one of those things like everybody's different. I've never once in my life had that problem. She has struggled to gain weight. And so we're like literally trying to pack her on. So she was try- talking about all the fast food places that she's discovered here now that she lives in North Carolina because it's like different than Florida. Yeah. And Lola was looking at me. She's like, you've never taken us to any of those places. I was like, forgive me for feeding you healthy food. She's like, I've never been to Bojangles once. I'm like, you will live and actually maybe live longer. She's like, you've never taken us inside of a McDonald's. I'm like, we went through a drive through on a road trip. Like you got it. And you know, and we, but she was upset. That she was, she's like, they inside. have a ball pit. I was like, and guess what? You're alive because you didn't go into it. And, so. and you're 12. Oh, she and was like taking you back and trying to guilt you on like, not she doing was guilty it because Bianca was naming oh, like, Oh, you've never had this particular shake from this particular place. Um, and, and, Lola, and I was like, I feel no guilt over denying you this life experience. I've taken you. You eat plenty of junk food. You've had plenty of pizza. You don't need to have a McRib sandwich. I can testify to that. She was trying to guilt you this morning because you put like spinach in her pepperoni and turkey sandwich. I have. And it's like, of course, I make a healthy lunch for my kids, but I give them like greens. God forbid. I do think that the carrots and hummus that I pack for them are decoration. Like I almost pack that so the teachers know that I'm trying. I don't think they actually eat those. I think it's like. They just throw them away. I think they throw them away. Like, um, so. I'm like, at some point, I should just probably pack food I know they'll they'll eat. So, <laughs> well, okay. So guilt. I mine was less substantive than yours. I don't think that men are genetically, mm. and I, I, again, I, again, gender stereotypes for sure. But I feel as if when I'm talking to my girlfriends, it's there's a lot of oh, I didn't do this, or I didn't get this in time, or I didn't, and like. I feel like that is not a conversation men have. They don't. They certainly don't have it openly. I was going to say I have guilt. I don't know what it is yet. I'll probably it'll probably come out in therapy or when I'm like fifty. You know, yeah, like that. The dads always. But say, you don't need guilt. I mean, guilt is such a waste. Uh, you're right. It is. And but I think people get it, and I think guys and dads get it because I've my dad has man. He is really over the last 20 years has had so, has so many times told me what he felt guilty about as a father. And he's told me directly. And it, it he didn't tell me until I went off into the world. He's like, man, I think I messed this up. I think I messed this up. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what my, does he think he messed up? He doesn't think he spent enough time with me. And I mean, he, he didn't spend a ton of time. He was a preacher and he was gone a lot. But he, yeah, he, he's he's probably told me that a hundred times. He's like, one big regret I have is I didn't see But you don't. Enough. But you didn't hold that against him. No, no, no. I idolized him, and and I, you know, I I also and I mean, it's like I, how your family worked. Well, also, I mean, even when I was old enough to understand, like, w- what is he doing? He's out like visiting people in hospitals who are sick and he's dying creating and he's, charities. Yeah. He's like fighting for civil rights. Yeah, and, you go do that, and he, yeah, and, and he made sure that the time that he spent with us was quality time. He wasn't staring at his cell phone because they didn't exist. <laughs> Which is, I mean, seriously, me like that you. could be a guilt thing. That could be like, what if our kids have this image of us staring at cell phones and looking at Facebook views? Can I tell you something? And I was actually going to, because we're going to be talking next week to somebody and we're talking about like a digital detox and I'm actually going to be for a video and then I'm going to record in this podcast. I, I do think I have a cell phone addiction. I do think that I get like 
those little alerts go off and I'm constantly checking it. And like, this is me just like admitting that I've become too dependent on my cell phone. Like I don't leave the house without it. And so I am going to try for my own benefit to go a weekend without it. And really, I mean, I do like a true detox because I do think that my kids, I have modeled this behavior and it's not good. But I took Penn Charles out on a date on Friday because Lola was at a sleepover. Did you so leave your phone at home? Um, I didn't leave my phone at home, but I did not pick it up. Yeah. Um, that's not true. I took a picture of him on date night and then I put it away. The dad and the daughter at the next table. They were on their phones the whole time. Both of them. Yeah. And so by the way, I'm like, well, maybe he's a doctor and he's giving these, he's detailing a life-saving surgery that you know, I'm trying to like defend this dad, but then she was on an iPad. He was on a thing and I am not a judgmental person. Maybe there was something going on. Maybe they both needed that and they just, but it was the entire. Yeah. The entire meal, they were both on devices. I'm like, guys, like I, I, I do believe that my kids, if I only have an hour or half hour to spend with them, if I can like be with them, it's more impactful than being around them for three hours and me looking down. By the way, like I am totally guilty. We're watching a family movie on the couch. My cell phone dings. I'll pick it up. And, right. I, and that's like, that's not cool. So we are, we're going to be talking a lot about that. Um, and I do, and I do like, I, again, I don't have room for guilt, but like fresh start, I need to reframe that. And so look for that next week, yeah. guys. You know how I'm kind of Switzerland in this family? Like you'll say something like that and I'll say, oh no, honey. You're, you're very supportive. You're fine. I, I think I, I think you may have a thing with the phones. You do too. And I was getting ready to say, I think I probably have a less... Sorry to go like so accusatory on you. No, yeah. you, well, I was going to say it, but, but... You're on your phone a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. honey, it's my job. But that's what, but we say it's our job, but really, and this is a whole different podcast that we're literally doing next week. Right. But we don't have to, we can set some boundaries. That's true. Um, and, I, and, and that's like, this whole podcast is about like the work in progress. <laughs> we are not perfect people. There are some things that I feel like I've learned and like, I'm happy to pass those on. Like the, I'm a recovering mommy guilt addict. Like I used to be. I used to be so worried about my kids when I wasn't when I was working. And then when I was with my kids, I was guilty about the work I wasn't doing. And I you there's a hundred percent chance you're gonna suck if if that's the emotion you feel. So I have I have been able to somehow like just get through that. Um and I have to say I'm I'm proud of myself that I just don't feel yesterday was a sunny day. I I'm like, guys, I'm this the sun hasn't been out in 2019. I'm going to take myself on a walk. I need a little like outside therapy. Yeah. And I'm like, you do you. You go like there's a thousand toys. There's a thousand, but I'm not going to sit here and like need to babysit you for an hour and a half. Right. So. Well, I'm glad you did that. Sorry, I was gone. No. For fine. that, uh, I'm glad to be home. Um, I'm glad we're talking about guilt. I'm sad about our dog. All of these things are. F- feelings that I'm feeling right now. There's a lot of feelings in this house right now. Yeah, but on the it's again, it's I know, a confluence. I it's a confluence of events, right? It's just it's I know, it the kids, needed to happen. They're handling it really they're either handling it really well or they're suppressing it. So Lola is legitimately suppressing it and she started doing and Pen Charles, I do this thing when I am in a moment of crisis and it's it's just how I handle it and I can get through. I am amazing in a crisis. Um, afterwards I fall apart. Um, but I'm always like, I just repeat, like, it's fine. 
it's fine. We're, we're going to be fine. It's fine. We're good. We're fine. Like I'll like in the moment of a true crisis, I'm like, it's fine. Got it. Like, I'm like, okay, step one, do this step two. So he, the entire time he was like sobbing he's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've created this. <laughs> and, um, and I think they, they, but they, we have, this has been a two month. Like we made the decision in January that this needed to happen. Yeah. But the, the moment is tough. Like the, I'm, the, so has, has Lola, has she cried? Has yeah, she, no, she had a breakdown. Good. But it, I also, I, I'm, I mean, good. It needs, she no, needs no, no. To. And I, um, I looked at them both and I said, this is probably going to be one of the hardest things you go through in your childhood. And we're going to count ourselves lucky that this is one of the hardest things you've gone through. Cause we have friends that are going through right now a lot more. I mean, they're a lot worse. They've lost parents. They're fighting cancer. I mean, like there are friends yeah. of theirs that are going through some like life and death stuff right. that they they need to realize that like this is a happy ending for Ruby. And right. if we love Ruby, like this is how. I think it's going to like we're going to have a nice couple of like it's it's getting warmer. That'll help you in your seasonal affective disorder. Uh, I think we're going to realize very quickly that we did something good for this animal i know i know right now and, and i know this this human that she has right that has found her they're going to be like soulmates it doesn't make it suck any less i know for us does. but yeah. it's it's it, it makes my heart happy that ruby's happy good well so we talked about guilt today <laughs> i'm sorry you were trying to wrap it up and i just like really just boomeranged it back it's sorry. The, i think i did that i think i'm responsible for it but we talked about our girl and uh please feel free to Hit the subscribe button or let us know what you think of the podcast. If there's anyone who would like to uh, make a comment or have a feeling about uh, the rehoming of a dog, I would love it if you just shouted directly at me and not at my wife. Um, you can DM me at Penholderness and I will take all of those and I will listen to and respond to all of them. But I, 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 I don't want my wife to hear it. I love is you. that a, is, I love you too, baby? Is that a weird way to end the? It, no. Are threats a good way to end a podcast normally? Karen, Karen, did that help? Karen, no. Are you still on the treadmill? Oh, by the way, I told you to go like at a push pace. You can like really bring it down to a light jog right now. That's fine. That's like a long time of sprinting. Yeah, fifty three minutes. Well done. Okay, you guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back and we will talk about our digital diet and the cell phone addiction pandemic or epidemic. No, pandemic's a disease. Ep ep <laughs> the thing. We'll talk about the thing. With this stuff. With the stuff. Thanks for, I almost said watching. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.